Get ready to hear something good about cannabis. Nurse Heather brings her eternal optimism and professional expertise to the stories of the day, discussing current topics and events, making life's lemons into sweet lemonade, and sharing a tall glass with guests, friends, and her listeners. CannabisRadio.com is happy to present Good News with Nurse Heather, the show infused with compassion and love. From high atop Mount Soledad in beautiful San Diego, California, 100 feet above the Pacific Ocean, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Good News with Nurse Heather. I'm Canna Kenny, her trusty sidekick. Most people would say from our previous shows that I have a face for radio. Well, Nurse Heather has a face for primetime TV and a body for Playboy, but she's with us today, the, the notable and esteemed cannabis nurse Heather. A little bit of background about, about her. She's from the land of enchantment, and she's most enchanting. She started as a registered nurse there. She was an in-home psych nurse. She became completely in, involved in the cannabis industry, founding the very first manufacturing uh, in the state of New Mexico, the very first one in the state of Arizona, and she is the founder and president of the Cannabis Nurse Network. And so, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I give you the amazing Cannabis Nurse Heather. Oh my goodness, how can I live up to that? <laughs> uh, it's so good to be back with our listeners and with you, Canna Kenny. I really... Um, missed sharing good news and I'm excited to have our kickoff show here to come back and be able to share the good news that's happening. I think uh, this is the year 2020, the year of the nurse and midwife, uh, but also the year when the world kind of stood still. And so I think more now than ever, we could use a little good news and I'm happy to share that with our listeners. We provide all the good news on the plant and the planet and none other than the truth teller herself, Nurse Heather. Nurse Heather, tell us a little background so we can kind of catch up over the past few years since we've been on this hiatus. Uh, what has been happening with the Cannabis Nurse Network? The Cannabis Nurses Network, yes. So I've, I've been busy out there connecting with other nurses that are just doing the most amazing work in their own communities, their own cities, their own states. Um, and so we've created the Cannabis Nurses Network to really bring it all together and help our nurses to have support and empowerment. And I'm just so overwhelmed by all of the good things that are happening out there. And, you know, I was telling you, Ken, I think it would be kind of fun if we could bring some of these nurses onto our show so that they can share their good news with Nurse Heather and Kenny and all of our beautiful listeners. Well, nurses have always been the most trusted profession. And of course, lately through the COVID crisis, we've seen them as our frontline heroes as they've tried to attend and, and help uh, the people that have been afflicted by that. Tell us a little bit about, if you can, to update us on the COVID aspects and how cannabis can be effective in providing some relief or prevention when it comes to this virus? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, first of all, let's discuss and review what it is that we know about cannabis and cannabinoids. We do know that the U.S. government holds a patent on cannabinoids as neuroprotectants, antioxidants, and anti-inflammatories, right? So when we're talking about 
the the issue that's really getting people with this virus, it seems to be a cytokine storm that occurs, which is an overreaction of our immune system. Um, the inflammation is is occurring. We're seeing clotting. There's a lot of different things. We we know now it's not just a respiratory disease, but that it's a full systemic um, attack on the body, and the body is responding to this COVID uh, virus. So I take it that using cannabinoids and supplementing our diet with cannabinoids can help boost our immune system. And then some of the discoveries that we're finding is that when it also helps to prevent this, you said cytokine storm, that's a big word, but I guess it means your body's overreaction to the immune response. You're so right, Kenny. Yes. The whole purpose of the endocannabinoid system, which is the system in the body where cannabis works, um, is to create systematic homeostasis or balance between all of our other body systems. So what's happening with COVID is we're seeing this massive reaction um, where an imbalance is occurring. And so yes, cannabinoids can be beneficial to assist with the balancing of those systems and help to boost your immune system to be able to um, stay in balance, right? And a balanced body is less of a, a of a interest to this virus. It's looking for people that are older or not well, or they may have some kind of an inflammation or something going on. Um, so yes, keeping your systems in balance through the use of cannabinoids to keep your endocannabinoid system healthy is only going to benefit you. And so if somebody was asking, well, what could I do? Especially we have a number of jurisdictions in the country where it's CBD only and it's difficult to get THC products and others, of course, it's very easy like California. Uh, what would your recommendation be to someone who wanted to supplement their diet to help keep their immune system up? What would be some dosing recommendations or some methods of use that you might yeah, and I don't typically give re recommendations on uh, dosing, but what I do say is you cannabinoids are essential for our health. And so just like vitamins that you take to supplement your, your nutrition to keep you healthy, CBD is available online through a million different companies and people should be using CBD right now. We do know that there's some research out there on CBD, looking at its effectiveness on recovery from COVID and some other situations with, with COVID. And so, yes, everybody who's listening to this show should be uh, supplementing just like with their vitamin C, just like with their zinc. They should be utilizing CBD as a source for healthy immune boosting practice. And just shifting gears a little bit to go back to the Cannabis Nurse Network, if our listeners, because many have asked before, as you know, if they wanted to get involved in some way, if they were a health professional, or even if they weren't a health professional, and they wanted to join to stay in the network and get all the great updates, how would they do that? Yeah, so you know, you can find us at CannabisNursesNetwork.com. If you join up with us, if you're interested, we have a private network once we have, it's CNNMembers.com. Uh, and so that's where all the magic happens. We do 
all sorts of, you know, webinars and continued education. And one of them, just to tie it all back in, we had our friend, uh, nurse practitioner, psychiatric nurse practitioner, Brian Crum, did a webinar with us where we spoke extensively about COVID and uh, the use of CBD. And he's a huge proponent for, he says, just take it. <laughs> like Nike says, just do it. Brian Crumb says, just take it when it comes to CBD to keep your system healthy. So earlier days when we were doing our show, we found out that one of the highest demographics of our listeners were Chinese. And coincidentally, last fall, when you were teaching in Portland at the Cannabis Science event, you met some Chinese ganjapreneurs, shall we say. I'm not sure if there's a Chinese word for that. But they then invited you to submit a proposal to Thailand. Tell the listeners about that. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. We were speaking on the concept of um, health, uh, health centers, health campuses, where people could come and get educated and access medicine, um, learn about it, utilize it. And they were very interested in that. Unfortunately, in China, they can only grow hemp for export, and the citizens themselves cannot use it. But in Thailand, they actually took a took a page out of your playbook, Kenny, that you had uh, created for the U.S. Virgin Islands, and Thailand passed their program. And, and yes, we, we got connected and had some proposals in, but that was right before COVID hit. And so our, our trip to China and Thailand was postponed until further notice. Yes, we were <laughs> scheduled to arrive January 31st in China. And probably all of our listeners know that by January 31st from Wuhan that we knew by that time that they were in the midst of their epidemic. Um, but yet we're still pending news from Thailand. Thailand adopted the same provisions in my version for the U.S. Virgin Islands that would allow individuals to grow their own and then to smelt, sell, I'll, I'll get that right in a minute, they'll be able to sell small quantities of what they grew into the commercial system and thereby folks who are poor could not only raise their own cannabis but sell small quantities of it to the system to help their families. And I'd say anyone who can grow that plant, they're not poor, they're rich. Uh, this plant can, can definitely, and that's such a great method to actually have the diversity of the plants because of the diversity of the growers and those that are participants in the program, uh, growing some and, and adding it to the system. I, I love that concept. I loved when you did it for the U.S. Virgin Islands, and it's, it's a great one that I'm glad Thailand uh, adopted. Hey, it's time for a break. Right after, please listen to the messages that you'll hear from our sponsors, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the other side in just a minute. Good News with Nurse Heather will return, but first, let's show some love to our sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. 
fetch your earbuds, and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Nurse Heather is back to spread some more good news only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back, beautiful listeners. This is Good News with Nurse Heather. This is her trusty sidekick, Canna Kenny. Don't know much about me yet, but there's not much to know. Um, we're continuing on with our discussion with Nurse Heather, the last piece of information before she flips it and asks me a question or two is what's your favorite, what are you smoking on these days, Nurse Heather? <laughs> my favorite strain. Um, well, interestingly enough, my, my son who's 25 is working for a dispensary here locally in San Diego. And so he gets all the good stuff. So it's, it's funny for the last few months, I haven't had to purchase anything from the market because my son has been bringing me gifts. So, um, you know, I can't even think of a strain to tell you, but I do enjoy a nice sativa dominant hybrid, and he's aware of that. So he he tries to bring me some delicious sativas from time to time. But uh, enough about me, Canna Kenny. Let's let's turn to you a little bit. There's, you know, we're we're right here. We're actually recording this um, pr- just prior to the 2020 elections. Uh, we've had some changes with cannabis laws, or not, no, not, no real movement uh, to speak of because of the COVID, but we're looking to, to move some things along. I know you've been involved with uh, some Senate bills and things from, from last year. Why don't you catch our listeners up on what's going on with cannabis law and touch on the elections a little bit? Okay, well, that's a great question. And on the federal level, as you know, November 3rd is a big day because that's election day and great change can occur. And I'm doing this in the best and most nonpartisan way that I can, but we need that election to happen and for the outcome to be positive in order to see more development in current legislation that's pending at the federal level. 
So what I'm saying, and I'm trying to be very subtle and discreet about it, is that if you elect all Democrats, then there's a very good chance at the federal level that we'll see some progress in the Canada space going forward. And if you choose to do something else, then cannabis will likely be being a semi-prohibited substance for quite some time. In other words, we need to take back the Senate because we have enough votes in the House and the Senate to pass what's known as H.R. 420, House Resolution 420, or the MORE Act, or, a, or the Banking Act, or a number of other very progressive things that will help make cannabis more legal. In fact, some of those actually deschedule cannabis as a scheduled controlled substance. So that's huge. And we may even see if there's a significant shift and the Senate goes blue with the House, we may even see during that last month before the new Senate takes over January 3rd, we may see some, what they call the lame duck session, some progress on those bills, particularly for banking. So we encourage that hopeful result that we have in November that will lead to more significant change and to help make our beautiful plant even more legal. Um, on the local front in California, Nurse Heather and I, with some colleagues, put together Senate Bill 305, and that was considered last year in the California State Assembly and the Senate. And Senate Bill 305 would be the next step that would allow patients who are in hospice to use cannabis in the confines of a hospice or hospital room or a healthcare facility. And we worked that, so kind of a long story, but I'll shorten it to this. By the end of the day, Nurse Heather and I and our colleagues had gotten every senator in the California Senate to pass this bill 40 to zero, every Democrat, every Republican, and every independent. And at the same time, on the assembly side, which is the larger body, we got a vote of 77 to zero, every Democrat, every Republican, every independent. And so we are confident that our governor, Gavin Newsom, who's been a great proponent for cannabis, would sign it into law. It would be very easy and it would be done and it would be the first time in the entire country that this has happened. But unfortunately, at the 11th hour, Governor Newsom caved into the hospital lobby and he vetoed it. So we have reintroduced it for this legislative session, but because we are overwhelmed with our health committees in the Assembly and the Senate with COVID issues, it will probably not get considered and will again have to be reintroduced next year. But it's our next logical step forward. And these are the things that we do as activists. And we had great support from the Cannabis Nurse Network and of course, Nurse Heather. So that in a long-winded way is a really important topic and hopefully we can encourage other states to do the same. It was all born out of a close friend of ours whose uh, young son, a 39-year-old son, had gotten pancreatic cancer and went to the hospital and Nurse Heather and others came to his aid and provided cannabis products that relieved his pain, unlike the opioids that kept him in an almost semi-comatose condition. And he so, felt, started to feel better and could interact with his family. Then the hospital refused to allow them to have cannabis products there. And we had to search around to find another hospital that would allow him to use cannabis. But when he was on cannabis during the last few weeks of his life, he was happy, he was conversant, he could be connected with his family members, all of whom knew that he only had days or weeks to live. So SB 305, Senate Bill 305, and its ilk 
is something we will get. And that will gradually merge cannabis into a more conventional treatment. And it really is a next step for normalizing the use of cannabinoids um, for health purposes. I mean, they do call it medical cannabis or adult use cannabis, and it should be available to be used. And you know, when we're looking at this normalization, I know you spoke about descheduling and maybe people don't necessarily understand what it means to um, be on a schedule, you know, that, that cannabis is a schedule one drug, which means by definition that it has no medical value and that it has a high potential for abuse. And we've now, we know that's not true. So obviously it doesn't belong in a schedule one. So there's been some debate even within cannabis proponents that are saying, well, maybe it should be a schedule three, or maybe it should be a schedule five, or maybe it should be, you know, looking at that rescheduling versus what you're speaking of, which is descheduling, take it off of the controlled substances, you know, act list or whatever, take it off of the scheduling completely because we know it now as a very nutritious, gentle, and loving plant medicine that can be used by essentially everyone as an essential nutrient. And the World Health Organization Committee has essentially already descheduled it, or at least they've moved it forward so that it before, and they reverse the numbers. So for us in the U.S., you know, with the uh, DEA, Schedule 1 is the most restricted. For the World Health Organization, it's Schedule 4. So they actually flipped it. But they've gone from Schedule 4, their most restrictive, to their least restrictive with a recommendation that CBD be entirely delisted. So the progress is being made. Obviously, we've been overwhelmed by the COVID issue, and it may be a while before we can get to it. But I agree to completely with you, Nurse Heather, as always, as I gaze into your beautiful blue eyes, that we need to free this plant. You know, this is, this is a, in, in California, for example, it's not considered a food or a drug. It's an agricultural commodity. Yeah, and that's and and we can also grow it here, right? We can grow our own plants. I think there's four that you can grow per six. house. Oh, six. Well, I'm growing four, so I guess I could have stuck two more in the ground. <laughs> but and that's an important part too, because not just the utilization of the products, but also the relationship that you can develop with this plant when you grow it from seed to harvest, and you get to experience the the whole cycle of growth. And it's your medicine that you've put your own love into and you grow it very much like you would grow tomatoes in your garden. Well, and as I explained, even as most, most recently as we're involved in making recommendations for ballot measures that are on the ballot in California and local jurisdictions to add new cannabis programs. And I, I have to remind people that the plant itself is non-psychoactive. And that's always the issue and the concern by people who don't know about the plant. They don't understand that if you pick this flower from this plant fresh and eat as much of it as you could possibly consume, you can't get high. It has to be decarboxylated. It has to be heated or smoked or processed in some fashion before it becomes psychoactive. Yeah, but what about the children just walking by, Kenny? They're not going to get high just walking past that plant. Oh, Nurse Heather, you're so funny and silly. And <laughs> this leads us to our next break. And uh, we want to thank our beautiful listeners for tuning in with us up to now. We'll be back after some messages from our sponsors. And see you around the other side. 
Good News with Nurse Heather will return, but first, let's show some love to our sponsors. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. My guests say, Razzie Berry, we're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle, get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. That's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say Wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina. We've got David Faustino on the line. Bud Bundy from Married with Children. Did you feel nervous being a celebrity walking into a weed store? I don't remember at all being like, ooh, I'm scared someone's going to take my picture here. What are they going to say? Bud Bundy smokes Bud? I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be a big shocker. Hey, this is David Faustino, and I'm on Cannabis Confidential with my girl, Dr. Dina, on CannabisRadio.com. Nurse Heather is back to spread some more good news, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back, beautiful listeners. This is Canna Kenny, and I'm with the esteemed and amazing Nurse Heather, and this is Good News with Nurse Heather, and all the good news about the plant and the planet. And uh, Nurse Heather, would you like to continue, or shall I? Oh, well, go for it, Kenny. Well, I was going to transition into talking about some of the things that are happening in the world of cannabis business and licensing because we get a lot of contact from our listeners and from our friends as to what's happening in California. You know, California, if it were a country, would be the fifth largest economy in the world. And with 40 million people, it is one and a half times larger than the next largest state. So we're in a very real way in the most legal cannabis market that there is. In fact, we're even larger than Canada. Canada with 30 million people and us with 40 million. And so we have some good news when it comes to licensing. Um, We have created a a program currently, uh, I have, I should say, where people can share in commercial grows. And so small growers who have been kind of left out of the market and haven't been able to participate because the fees and the costs and the regulations are so substantial, we figured out a way to carve that up. And so we have places where growers and manufacturers and retailers who want to get involved but can't afford the high cost of it can do that. And they can contact me if they have any questions about it. I'm even available to give my email, which is KennySoCal711 at gmail.com. And that's Kenny, Southern California, like SoCal, KennySoCal711 
711 at gmail.com. So if any of our listeners have questions, they want to be involved in the market, they found themselves priced out of it, they haven't found people that are, you know, caring enough to share. I I care and I share. <laughs> Caring is sharing, Kenny Kinney, and uh, your advocacy for all cannabis consumers and and those legends and giants of which this industry has been built upon, which are the advocates. You've always you've always been good to them, and and I I love you for that, and I appreciate you for doing that because the reason that we have cannabis industry today is because of cannabis patients yesterday. This is, cannabis is a patient's movement. It was the patients who fought to have their rights recognized, who fought for this plant to be normalized, who fought to have um, the right to be able to use plant medicine as they choose without being criminally persecuted or, or looked down upon. And, and I just, I'm so thankful for the work that you do, Kenny, to help those that are activists in this industry and want to be part of it, to give them a place where they can participate. Well, and it's interesting, you mentioned the, our Chinese friends who we helped create the business plan for the model in Thailand, because Thailand actually wants to have a health center that's organized around cannabinoids. And so that was the reason for us submitting that business plan. But we have the same thing here that we can do in California. And a lot of people didn't understand that this is the way to bring the cannabis or our, our, our plant into common, ordinary, conventional healthcare settings. And with the cannabis nurses and the cannabis nurse network, what we can do is create a health center. It could be in the middle of Beverly Hills or in the barrio. We don't need to follow the BCC, which in California is the California Bureau of Cannabis Control. We don't have to follow that because you don't have to have a license to have a health center. And in, under California law, delivery services can deliver to the health center. <clears throat> so now we have a business model where we can create a health center in the places where it's needed in California and arrange with a delivery service to bring in THC products. Those are the only ones that are really regulated. And the CBD products can be on hand for our nurses who are at the health center to give to or provide to their patients. That's ah, just beautiful. Sounds like a revolution in healthcare, which also happens to be the title of our Cannabis Nurses Network conference this oh, tell year. Us. I forgot. Tell us. How could you forget? It's just the largest cannabis nurses conference and, and program for continued education for nurses. And, and we really are covering, like I said, a revolution in healthcare. And we've got some amazing speakers, including Ethan Russo, the Knox Docs, and, and many star uh, medical educators that will be joining us to help educate nurses in the ways of cannabinoid therapeutics and the endocannabinoid system. So well, how do I sign up? CannabisNursesNetwork.com. Click on the Cannabis Nurses Network conference and come join us because it's, it's really, um, the content will not only be available live on September 3rd and 4th, but it will then be available on demand anytime after that. So if you're listening to this and it's after September 3rd or 4th of 2020, 
don't be dismayed. Just come to the Cannabis Nurses Network, join us and come get knowledgeable and more wise about this wonderful plant. Yeah, and Nurse Heather will be there and Nurse Heather will have uh, Ethan Russo, who's a giant in the cannabis health aspects. All of good things, Nurse Heather, and that's why we call it good news. Everything good about the plant and the planet. Dear listeners, thank you so much for joining us in our relaunch of the amazing Nurse Heather, uh, Nurse Good News with Nurse Heather. Uh, we want to invite you all to download episodes by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio and wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to seeing you next time, or at least having you listen to us next time at Good News with Nurse Heather. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.